I've been known to enjoy a rum from time to time. It's pretty good stuff. Goes with most things, most scenarios. Right? Like, you can't go wrong with rum. Well, maybe you can't go wrong with rum. But at least in the spirit of having good times, um, it usually starts out with a good night and things not intending to go wrong with rum, at least not in the fun way. Joining me to talk about uh, this conversation and uh, what the hell are you talking about, Shane? Well, rum going up for auction for a couple thousand dollars, in fact. Druid's Managing Director, Jonathan Pratt, joins us from the U.K., um, and the, the conversation is, uh, is really kind of cool because we are literally, um, we're talking about rum. Jonathan, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. So, um, Jonathan, you guys have not only just rum, there is incredibly historic rum. Um, yeah. That's going up for auction. Help us understand, because we're not talking about, hey, by the way, here's a bottle of rum, have a good day. This is this, no, this is isn't historic sort of, stuff. Yeah, this isn't sort of just rum you've got down from the down from the off license. You know, it's it's um it's it's naval rum, and it's basically um, three kegs from the last uh, ever batch that was given by the uh, Ministry of Defence to the Royal Navy uh, in 1970. So it was a tradition that ran from 1655, um, and it was basically given out um, to to the naval um, naval officers, uh, and and it picked up throughout um, pretty much for the next eighty years. And it ran as a tradition for a few hundred years. So uh, a bribe, if you will. Uh... <laughs> Keep everybody peaceful or keep everybody friendly or maybe keep everybody uh, dancing. I don't know. Um, on these ships for all of these decades leading up to, to 1970, is there a history as to why it was rum? Well, yes, because um, obviously the, the Royal Navy, um, they, they obviously they travel around the world. And it started back in the in the West Indies in 1655. And they used rum because... Um, um, actually, it was it was abundant anyhow. Obviously, it was it's a byproduct of um, of the sugar industry, which was booming at the time. And um, but it's also stable in hot temperatures, unlike beer and wines. So um, they could carry it in a barrel, and and then they used it to administer essentially um, lime lemon juice. You know, because lemon because scurvy was rife in 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 um, in you know in, in the navy with lack of vitamin mm-hmm. C. So they they used it to sort of I don't know. Maybe make the make the lime, uh, yeah. the lemon um, uh, easier to palate. But it's quite strong so. stuff, you know. I mean, this is like they're giving out. It, it may sound like not like a lot, but you know, at about eleven o'clock in the morning, they're given this tot of rum, which is an eighth of a pint. Now, an eighth of a pint isn't. I mean, it doesn't. You know, it's a few mouthfuls, whatever. But it's actually it, this rum is fifty percent alcohol. Oh, so wow. it's like. It's like necking a large glass of wine at eleven o'clock in the morning like every day. Yeah. Hey. So, Jonathan, you um, you're over in the UK, and we're talking about rum here. Yeah. I I um, I don't know about you, but you're talking about rum being more stable in hot temperatures. I, I've I've never been afraid of my rum being not stable. The only thing is if somebody knocked it over. I mean, so this that's new <laughs> that's new information yeah. um, for me. But I guess in history, when you're looking at you know uh, casks of things, making sure they don't go bad or change too much that that sort of makes sense when the navy was giving out um this rum to sort of make everybody 
Well, happy. And but by the way, with scurvy, it was either eat grass or 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 have a little bit of uh, fruit mixed in with your rum. So I would rather yeah. have the rum. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm with you on that one. Actually, <laughs> I don't know how that would actually fare if I started eating grass. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so you know, it, it, when they when they actually got rid of this um, this uh, uh, tradition in 1970, ever since on the 31st of July, um, naval naval. Um, uh, officers have um, celebrated the day or mourned the day. In fact, the day that it happened, they started wearing black armband, and mm. um, and every every year they they mourn this day as Black Top Day uh, to sort of celebrate the sort of the loss of tradition. Because actually, after that, they were just allowed to have three 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 pints of beer um, offshore, so uh, onshore rather, you know. Then that was it, you know. So suddenly it, it mm. moved to beer, which I don't know if really sort it's of. Well, um, that's fine. You know, less traditional, isn't it? Or maybe it is yeah, England, right. anyway. But you know. certainly, well, no, I would agree. I mean, at least for this. Okay, so th- this kind of rum that we're talking about and the history of these particular. Now, some of these words are new to me too, which is kind of neat to learn. This, Jonathan, is that is it flagon? Is that how you pronounce it? It's flagon. Yeah, yeah. It's okay, a cool. big barrel. And, but I mean, so, you know, but, it, the, the, these are these are uh, you know, if, if you were to look at them, these are. They're almost like hampers. If you know what a hamper is, it's a wicker. Yep. It's like a cylindrical wicker basket with handles and a domed top, which would enclose this sort of pottery flagon or barrel. So how big is a... Now, I, when I'm thinking barrel, I'm thinking like wine cask huge. These are more tabletop large um, bottles, if you will, or how, what? what's another item you could compare them to in size? Uh, oh gosh! Now that's a difficult question, actually, because um, our sale isn't on view yet, and I haven't actually seen them. They're in, my, they're in the store. Um, yeah, but they are. They're reason- I think they're reasonable size. Like f- I mean, they're sort of you know, I sort of have a yeah. They're larger not than a football. Size. They can't possibly. Yeah, they're pardon. They're larger they're than a football. football. Yeah, no, they have to be much bigger than that. I mean, they are. They are sort of. They are barrel size. They have to be that big because otherwise oh, okay. you've got all these, all these, all these. Uh, you know, the, yeah, your, your your boat would be awash with them, wouldn't they? Yeah, well, that's not a terrible thing either. Uh, so, hey, Ryan, what are those, you know, those, um, what do you call it, Ryan, when you've got, when you go to the, the craft breweries and you get your beer, your growler style bottle? Like, what what's that called? Do you know what those are called? Uh, I usually just, a bottle, uh, like, a I, like the larger bottles. They, I just usually say like yeah, a yeah. taste bottle or yeah, wine right. size bottle of beer. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we get these, like these, we call them growlers here, but they're more like, uh, nice. they're more like a, I imagine <laughs> them to be similar to these. Of course, they're made of glass, not this sort of wicker woven old school. Now that's what these are. These are old school bottles of rum from how long ago and how much money do you figure they're going to fetch at auction? Well, these are so... Uh, it's actually hard to actually say how old these are because I mean, you know, when you make a soup, sometimes there's a little bit left, and so you make another one, and you you, t- you keep using the previous one. These are right. blends of blends of blends of blends. So, um, so, so it's hard to actually say how old they are. But um, you know, they, they it, so the it, we say the rum's provenance uh, before the 20th century is very difficult to trace. But these are these are these are fairly old. These presume would have come from British Guyana. Uh, and Trinidad, where they're mostly made, um, but they would have been bottled, you know, not not far off when they were when they were delivered. Actually, mm-hmm. the value wise, so, I mean, you, you, they're, they're, so they're wicker, they're wicker covers. So they're actually quite look quite nice to look at, uh, and that would obviously to protect them, you know, whilst they're on on the ship. Um, and um, they're, they're they're we're selling them as three lots, and they are um, fifteen hundred to two and a half thousand pounds each. Wow. So if Bottom I bought cap, a lot, might, I would it, pay. It's quite nice. <laughs> like seventy-five. If I like with three per lot, I would buy. I would be paying seventy-five hundred pounds. Then if I bought a lot, is that what you're saying? 
Well, so that's each 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 flagon is fifteen hundred pounds. So oh, yeah, if you bought okay, them yeah. all on their reserve, let's call it, uh, then you'd be paying four and a half thousand pounds plus uh, plus the auction fee. This is fascinating. Three flagons of very rare rum, the last batch ever issued by the British Ministry of Defense to sailors at the Royal Navy. Part of this whole uh, daily tot of rum is going up for auction, and. Um, it's it, like this is quite fascinating to think. So, is is this going to be done in person or online only? Because I'm I'm a little worried that if it's happening in person, you have a bunch of drunk sailors show up trying to buy these things, Jonathan. Oh, that'd be great fun, though, wouldn't it? I mean, I'd be great I'd, fun. I'd, I'd actually, to have a have a you know, we could have a sing along, couldn't we? Um, yeah, yeah. It's a live <laughs> auction. I mean, so it drew it's in, it, so we're based in the south of England in a, in a in a big town called Newbury, uh, not far from London, and. Um, we have, yeah, our sales are, are predominantly live auctions. We have fine sales of paintings, fine sales of furniture. Uh, we, we do have online sales. But this is a live auction with a live auctioneer. You can go to our website and you can watch the auction live and the auctioneer selling them. And, um, yes, you can probably hear the, hear the drunk sailors in the background um, dancing nice. and singing at the same time. Yeah. Do you figure this is a end of an era or is it sort of just it just adds the perfect punctuation to this mystical time of everyone having a few shots in the morning? <laughs> uh, I think the era ended anyway, obviously, when they yeah. started transferring it over to beer and not rum. I mean, you know, there's a lot of traditions that have been lost. Um, and I think possibly it's that sort of political correctness that we're all facing in our society today. Um yeah, I mean, you know, if you if you watch a lot, of, there's a lot of traditions in the UK that we try and uphold. Um, I think it's harder to probably say, you know, um, a, a tot of 50 percent rum at 11 o'clock in the morning when you're steering a, yeah. um, a, a massive naval frigate around, um, you know, the Indian Ocean or something. It's probably well, not good advice these days. Yeah, yeah, that, there is that. Okay, have you ever heard of Jonathan <laughs> Pratt's uh, Druitt's managing director at the auction house that's uh, selling off these flagons of, of rum? Now, have you ever heard of the fitness program 75 Hard, Jonathan? Have you ever heard of that? 75 Hard? No, I haven't. No. Yeah, it's that? a program. It's a fitness program. It's You sign up for this right. program and you sort of commit to you're going to do 75 days of two workouts a day and you're going to do all these things. Yeah. And if you miss a day, you start over your count. So 75 days. And I was just thinking, Jonathan, you and I. Oh, my God. Yeah, we could take on like our own 75 hard 75 days of morning tots of rum in a row. Yeah. And and then you and I could see how we're doing at the end of those 75 days. At the end, I think at the end of the 75 days, I will I will I'll, I'll be probably having I'll be covered in tattoos. <laughs> I'll be hanging. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll probably look like Captain Pugwash. Um, so I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd actually really uh, I've got to drive to work as well. That's the problem. Right. Yeah. Well, see, but it's a good time. I'm, trying, I'm whipping out here, aren't I? Sorry. Yeah, you're. <laughs> what? I really like how you're truly evaluating your day, going, "Well, wait a second. Can I get drunk at eleven o'clock in the morning and get away with it? This would be all right." <laughs> well, I'm not this a student fantastic. anymore. I mean, you know, you could do that when you're a student. You know, that was called a hangover mm-hmm. cure, but not anymore. Not anymore. This is fantastic, Jonathan. Thanks so much. What's the website again, so we can uh, make sure everybody gets a chance to look at everything, and we'll we'll put the links up too at our our community group yeah. shiftheads.ca for everyone to look at. But where does everyone go to see the Druids? Um, so uh, it's it's www dot druids, and that's d r e w e a t t s dot com. And can I just say, I'm I'm standing in for my colleague Mark Robinson, who's you, uh, you may have heard he's, he's not well and, and unable mm-hmm. to take the call today. And I just wanted to just wish him um, the very best and a speedy recovery.
Yes, us too. And thank you for pinch hitting for that. Um, uh, you know, we were looking forward to having, but we're glad to have you here too. Thanks, Jonathan. And he knows a lot more about wine than me, I can tell you, and rum. <laughs> well, well, we'll get him back on. We will make good on that. I appreciate that. Have Please. a fantastic day today, sir. And you too. Take care.